With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Michael Trent, Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike.
Tupacker's in the chat room saying zingers, baby. You know, that's the uh, that's like the old people food, right? You know, I mean, you can't eat a zinger, Tupacker. What's up, bud? Uh, 347-324-5404 is the number. That is the question of the week on our Who Do I Start segment, the Honey Bun or the Twinkie. You can hashtag this on Twitter. Just hashtag RVB. The discussion topic is Twinkie or Honey Bun. I think the Honey Bun rules supreme over the Twinkie every day and twice on Sunday, but that's me. Uh, Mike Trent, 347-324-5404. We are on Red Blue Radio on Twitter, at Red Blue Radio. Uh, You can reach us at Gmail, uh, redblueradio at gmail.com. And uh, and then again, you know, we're here on the Fantasy Sports Channel, fsc.fm. We've got a couple of shout-outs before we get going here on the show, Mikey. John Rozek is our guest tonight, number one player in the world, Toyota Hall of Fame uh, John Rozek is our guest. He's also number one on the leaderboard at the FFWC, the Fantasy Football World Championship. So he's got a lot on the line this week. Uh, shouts out first off, go to Two Packer. Two Packer in our chat room every night. Ron Meyer, happy birthday to Ron. And you know what? This guy has taken down our Red versus Blue Fantasy Feud Challenge two weeks in a row uh, on our salary caps game. That is very hard to do. We upped the stakes to a, a meager, uh, a slim little $22 league. So we're all getting used to the software and the salary cap game. So we have upped it from 10 to 20. And he took it down last week. Mike, I thought I had it in the bag. I took I took Isaac Redman over Jamal Charles last week oh, just sorry. because of the uh, – I thought he was going to get the workload. And I knew Dwyer was going to be there. But I still thought against that Kansas City team they were going to make things happen. And it didn't work out that way. Had I put yeah, Charles yeah. in – uh, I would have got the first, but you got second, my man. Number two spot goes to Team Kwood of Brandenburg, right. Kentucky, and then I took number three out of uh, the twelve teams I think we had in it last week. So hope we can get but, that. Uh, thing. You know, it, it was kind of funny because uh, you know, like I, I talked to you uh, Monday morning, and you know, I, I knew you had Sanders and uh, Redmond and the Pittsburgh defense or something like that. Yeah, and. You know, I thought, man, this is really a trap game for uh, for Pittsburgh. This is, uh, I mean, the utmost of trap games. So I ended up putting a little bit of money on Kansas City. But, uh, you know, it was just kind of weird how that all played out because, I mean, in, if you look at it, Pittsburgh, Manuel Sanders, Redmond, uh, they all should have done, you know, gotten plenty of carries, uh, plenty of touches. Like, they never turned out that way. It was kind of a weird kind of game. Oh, they definitely should have uh, done better against that. We've been kind of chasing the Kansas City Chiefs around every week. We'll talk about that again when we get to the defense segment. But we're still doing some shout-outs before we get into the show. Uh, Again, we uh, wanted to also shout-out Shane P. Hallam, our week one winner of the Red vs. Blue Challenge. Week two was Plumber Bob. We've got to give Plumber Bob his props uh, because, again, these salary cap and drafting games are not easy. However... We're going to go ahead and shout out FantasyFeud.com because, I'll tell you, I've been making a kill in there, Mike. I went 21 of 21 last week in cashing leagues. And uh, the cool part about that content, uh, that website, and, and a lot of them these days, they have the 50-50 uh, <clears throat> situation where you can you can enter into a league and go hit the 50-50 leagues. And that means you just have to make the top half. So if there's 12 teams in the contest, you just got to be in the top six, and you can double up. And so I like those leagues. They're, you know, they seem to be pretty easy to at least get in the top half, and you can enter them multiple times. So sometimes it's just like uh, poker. You know, you got these free rolls going on. There's maybe 50 or 100 or 500 teams in there. If you can make the top half in, in some of those uh, leagues that have an entry fee, 
you can double up your money. So that's uh, been one way that I've been doing that, and I hope to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's, what's kind of cool about it, Scott, is uh, that you're able to uh, enter into a lot of – they have a lot of different events. I mean, you can uh, do ours like we have for the 22, which I hope uh, hope some more enters, uh, enters into this uh, for this week. Uh, but you also have the $5, the $2, the – $50, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's a lot of different options there, and uh, I think you've uh, taken advantage of it, and uh, uh, Plumber Bob, he, he did probably not. He did the same thing. I mean, and kudos to you guys, man. Great week. Shane P. Hallam in the chat room. Hostess Cupcakes for sure. Uh, so we've got Hostess Cupcakes on the list. We've got uh, Zingers <laughs> from from Tupac or Ron Meyer, and then we have, uh, of course, my honey bun, and then your Twinkie, Mr. Twinkie himself, Michael Trent. <clears throat> oh, Mike, we've got a couple of a uh, couple more people to recognize here. Uh, we want to give our thoughts and condolences and, and uh, good thoughts and prayers to Mike Ditka. Suffered a mild stroke. Indications are that he is okay, but the uh, city of Chicago. Uh, and the rest of the nation here are uh, thinking of you, Mike, and he's not going to be on television, but indications are that he is okay. So I wanted to throw that out there as well. And uh, you know what? On our previous show that we just listened to, the High Stakes Fantasy Hour, <clears throat> Sports Betting Man uh, was in the chat room, and he was talking a little bit of Denario Alexander, Mike. So I want to get started there. Denario Alexander faced garbage KC and Tampa Bay defense. He's due for a rude awakening. What do you think about Denario Alexander this week? I, I think I think it's a pretty decent play, but uh, man, Tampa Bay defense is—I uh, mean—they're really rising up, and uh, they're going to be. Uh, I mean, this this team is—they're ready. They're ready to get to the playoffs, and uh, so it's going to be uh, very tough for him. But uh, Denario uh, looks—he looks pretty solid. Road Warrior is in the chat room. Welcome, Road Warrior. I want to give the shout-outs uh, also to the, the props on Twitter. Thanks to Dave Cherney at Road Warrior underscore DFW. I want to give a shout-out to Eric Dickens at DLF Football from uh, DynastyLeagueFootball.com. And then shout-out to Michael Bronte, M. Bronte Dynasty. We are going to get into a little bit of a Dynasty segment. Uh, short, brief one. We do have Week 11. It's a very important week in the National Football League. It's a very important league if you do play the FFPC games because, again, those guys have the short season. And uh, we're going to – it's a very important week for Mr. John Rozek, who is our guest. And we're going to bring John on right now because, look, the number one player ranked in the world is with us tonight. And uh, you know what? I like to throw that out there. I, I'm not bragging on it. Uh, but he is uh, one heck of a player when it comes to these high stakes games. John, how are you? Can you hear me? Uh, good, Scott. How are you guys doing? Hey, John. Hey Mike. It's good to have you on, John. Um, I'm I'm excited for you uh, and what you've been able to do. I've been uh, obviously looking at the teams. I've been watching your matchups every week, and uh, it's one of the more exciting things. You are uh, playing in all the high stakes events that are out there, and the one that I'm sure you are pretty excited about is the Fantasy Football World Championship. You're number one overall, and you've been that way for quite a while now. Uh, I put in the newsletter that. Uh, after we got through the little Megatron uh, segment, uh, John Rozek, uh, again, the leader. It's um, 11 weeks in, and now we uh, you only have two more weeks to go. Week 13, we award a Fiat 500 that you can drive around in the uh, rainy city of Chicago or the windy city of Chicago. Yeah, that would yeah. be uh, kind of nice. Normally, there's not a whole lot of a uh, 
a prize for the uh, winner of the regular season on there, but uh, kind of like what the FFWC has done with that. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's I think it's one of the the more underappreciated teams when you look at the regular season, and especially a 13 week regular season. If you go through that entire effort uh, that long, you, we think it it should be rewarded, and I think it's a pretty cool uh, prize at the end. Not sure what we'll do next year. We're gonna have to up the stakes and do something even bigger, but uh, it's a pretty cool prize, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see somebody get that thing now. Are you gonna drive that? I don't know. Are you tell the listeners about you? Are you married? You have kids? I know you work. You you're in accounting. So tell tell America a little bit about you, so America knows who they're dealing with here. John Rozak, Toyota Hall of Fame legend. Uh, yeah, I don't have don't have a wife or any kids. Coming out of there, kind of uh, live in Chicago now, but from Wisconsin. So I'm a pretty big Cheesehead fan, uh, which is kind of kind of interesting living in uh, Chicago. Um, but just having fun with it. $200,000 check to uh, our champion after week 16. Uh, John Rosick as our guest. He's number one on the leaderboard at the FFWC. John, the playoffs start week 14, and they end on Christmas Eve night. Now, I don't know if you've looked at those matchups, but the first game of that last week, week 16, we're already looking at it. Um, it's what you got to be thinking about at some point, but week 16, that Saturday, it's Detroit, or it's Atlanta at Detroit. So somebody is going to break big on that first game, uh, and and I notice on your team somehow, some way, you've done all this damage uh, to on the squads without any Detroit or any Atlanta players. So you know that first week, first game of that week 16, you're probably going to fall behind because there's a big shootout on Saturday, and then the last game of the week is very interesting. Ryan Matthews and San Diego at the New York Jets. You took Ryan Matthews 110. Talk about how you could possibly take Ryan Matthews in the first round in a high-stakes event. Uh, well, I, I guess before he had got injured on there, I actually had thought Matthews could very easily finish as the number one back. Um, so even uh, when he was out there, we knew he was only going to be out maybe two or three more weeks after a start on there. So by the time he got to me, you had to pick 110 there, basically every other of the, uh, the top running backs were all gone, so it was kind of an easy choice choice for me there. And honestly, he's very much disappointed me so far. Yeah. Well, uh, again, like you said, he was supposed to be this number one back potential until he got there in the first game, and we said, oh, no, what is going on here? But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that a lot of a lot of teams would have taken uh, – you know, an MJD there, but he was, I think he was still, uh, with, that was after the holdout, I believe. You you drafted on Saturday, September 8th, so I, it was right around that time, I, I you know, um, that that was, um, well, he he was already, he had already ended the holdout. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you signed on there, and I actually had him fairly close, I guess I just thought I liked much his upside more, so I went with him, but you're right, probably a lot of people would have taken uh, MJD over him. Well, then I noticed Jamal Charles went to Cocktails and Dreams at 2-2 in that league. Would you have considered him at 2-2? Because you, you, you ended up taking Larry Fitzgerald, who hasn't been the Larry that we that we thought we could have, but at least he's been solid. Uh, yeah, I, I, quite honestly, I'm very disappointed. At that spot there, I kind of almost flipped the coin between Fitzgerald and A.J. Green, and well, I got the wrong end of that one, but at least Fitzgerald was been solid. Um, and honestly, going into that draft, I kind of thought I'd be taking a receiver there because I thought there'd be a decent running back that's walking back to me in the third round. 
So I pretty much was uh, already knew I wasn't going to be going running back, running back in that draft. Well, I won't go in and bore the listeners with the entire draft recap. I will go ahead and roll it off for the listeners. Trent Richardson at 310, 4'3", Demarius Thomas, 5'10", Jeremy Macklin, 6'3", you've got to love Reggie Wayne, and that's that's a, a guy we could talk about all night here on uh, Red vs. Blue. 7'10", Peyton Hillis, 8'3", C.J. Spiller. Spiller man shows up in the eighth round for John Rozak. 9'10", Jason Witten. So uh, the, the fun didn't stop there. You did take Eli Manning, Kendall Hunter, Jermaine Gresham, Randall Cobb in the 13th round. These are some of the reasons why he's the number one team right now on the top of the leaderboard at the FFWC. Uh, so that's basically the concept. But I just want to ask you, do you think that you could be sitting in a situation where you're watching that Week 16 game, that last Sunday night game, and Ryan Matthews turns out to be the guy, you might be the only guy on the – top of the leaderboard that has him, John, he could be the guy that gets you to the top and wins you the championship against the Jets, just maybe getting healthy at the right time, finally getting hot, maybe they end the Jackie Battle experiment, maybe Ronnie Brown finally, you know, they get him out of the equation, and he is the one that's responsible for you getting enough points to be on the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, this is a long way to go uh, before we get to that point with uh, the six weeks left in the season, but I would love to have it uh, come down to there's nothing uh, more, you know, gets nerve-wracking and drive you crazy than going into that last week in these contests and being like in the top two or three with a shot at that overall prize. Uh, it just, you know, brings everything. So everybody's a little bit nervous, you know, with all the league championship games and everything else, but it just kind of brings it all to a new level. And it's... It, very exciting at the same time, and nervous as all hell can be at the same time. We're talking to John Rozek from the fantasy. Uh, he, he's a participant in the Fantasy Football World Championship, among other contests, the FFPC. I think you play in NFFC, too, right? Are you in all the, all three big ones? Uh, yeah, I've got basically uh, one team in each one of them. Gotcha. Well, you're you're one for one here. And it's very hard to go undefeated, and, Mike, I'll let you touch on this. I'm going to ask you first. Very hard to go undefeated in a contest like that. You're not undefeated here. There's only two undefeated teams in our contest right now at 10-0. and 0. Commando Pro we had on last week, and Fierce, Jeffrey Schmitz, we had on the week prior. So we've had two undefeated teams on our show. Now we have you. Which one is harder to do, John, in your opinion? Go undefeated or be the regular season points leader? Uh, I think uh, definitely going undefeated. I think there's a, a lot more luck that plays into it than the head-to-head matchup you could – I mean, I've had, yeah, had a couple of leagues this season where I've put up, you know, 150, 160 points and lost. Where you've got the second highest score, and, you know, you just have to be playing against the guys that throws up the most points. So I think it's much, much more difficult to go through the season undefeated. Uh, but overall, you basically just kind of got to, within your own control, you just got to throw up as many points as you can. Mike, what is your answer to that? Uh, I just want to throw something out there uh, with John, and you know I kind of agree. I mean, it, it's pretty tough to tell because uh, I'm in, I'm in the same league as uh, with John in the Kentucky League, and there's a lot of points being scored and things like that. And but 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 the one thing I was going to ask you about is uh, you're dealing with the uh, Ryan Matthews uh, injury, and. Uh, you, I mean, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a eleven week season or a thirteen week season? For instance, you're able to recover for uh, for the Ryan Matthews injury. I've got to deal with an eight 
Adrian Peterson back, which people fail to realize Adrian Peterson has been a stud this year. I have to deal with his tie this year, or, or I, mean, I mean this week, and this is really most impactful uh, week of the year. 11 weeks of the Okay, okay. I think you said if that's going to be further shorter or the longer season, and I guess I kind of uh, like what, like the different nuances of each one of them. The FFBC, I like it, um, only because it leaves in those head-to-head matches to get for the playoffs and uh, and your league champion. For the FFWC and the NFFC, you know, they kind of just go through the 13-week season, which I guess in theory benefits the better teams of the longer period, but you don't have that excitement of having the head-to-head playoffs to go for that league title. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We're speaking with John Rosek and Michael Trent, obviously as our co-host here, uh, Red versus Blue. I'm Scott Atkins, and John is number one in the FFWC. We're going to get right to the Week Eleven action. That's why the listeners are here. I want to do. I want to shout out to the the chat room, the crew here. We affectionately call them at Red versus Blue. Some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Two Packer, Nine Route, Aces, Rebels. Cocktails and Dreams, Henry Muto, IPS Driver, James Crudell. What's up, big dog? Go car Google's in the house. Rampo Road Warrior, Shane P. Hallam, Urinal Men Weedy. It's a good crew here at Red vs. Blue. So, Mike and John, we've uh, we've got week 11 action here. Let's go ahead and get it started off. Uh, we, we saw the game last night, Miami at Buffalo. C.J. Spiller got 16 uh, or, or so. Um, Reggie Bush and Daniel Thomas totally disappointed, totally blew me by surprise there. John, did you see that coming? Or In, in all your leagues, I'm sure you put Reggie Bush in there. And, and in some of mine, I even put Daniel Thomas. What do you uh, – is that just something that you attribute to uh, bad luck? Yeah, well, oddly enough, I didn't talk to all my leagues. I don't think I've got Reggie on any of my teams. But I certainly didn't expect uh, some guys to throw up, a, you know, basically a goose egg or almost nothing in that game. I actually thought that game would be much more of a shootout. I kind of like both quarterbacks in that game. You, know, you kind of had a, either one of their defenses are necessarily all that great against the pass. So it's kind of very surprising it turned out the, the way that it did. But then again, that's what a lot of the Thursday night games have been so far this year. We are going to look at the games. We're going to try to run them all the way down here. Uh, quickies, uh, if we can. Arizona at Atlanta. It sounds like Julio – might not play. BFD Fantasy, uh, Chris Kuhlman was on the other night. He he does not think that uh, Julio will play. If Julio doesn't play and you're in a desperate pinch, John, would you consider uh, a Harry Douglas over, say, somebody like an Andre Roberts or something? It would, would would you consider a move like that if you were desperate at uh, wide receiver? Um, not over Andre Roberts because I think he's had even pretty solid all season long where I think Harry Douglas is a bit more of the high risk. Uh, player than what he is, but if you're in a pinch and you know you've got a couple of guys on by or whatever, I can see Roberts being, I mean, Terry uh, Douglas being you know a flex type player. I just don't see him having a whole lot of upside. They talk about you know, Michael Scott and uh, Scott and John. You know, I've really kind of focused on this game. I looked at uh, a lot of different games as far as gambling wise, and uh, this was the only game that I could bet on that I felt good about, and and I was. Think about taking the over 44, and the reason was because of Andre Roberts. Because I think Andre Roberts is going to be – he's going to be opened up for a lot of opportunities uh, to be able to do a lot of things. So, And obviously Atlanta's going to do what they're going to do. So uh, 
I really feel like uh, that game is going to well over the 44. Yeah, it's a very good possibility. We do want to report that Michael Floyd has been elevated to the number two spot in Arizona. Now, you do want to know, that, and Mike, I don't know if you knew that, but I heard that that, that is the, the news coming out of Arizona right now, but they do play a lot of three wide receiver sets. As a matter of fact, they're, I think they're only three wide receiver sets all the time. We do have a question that involves uh, one of these Arizona Cardinals. So, Mike, uh, Mike and then, John, I'm going to ask you first. This question comes from Mike Gustafson. He's uh, one of the high-stakes regulars. Uh, he has a question that involves either Lance Moore. He needs two. Lance Moore, James Jones, Green Ellis, Stephen Howling. Well, Rod Stephen Howling. So he has two starting running backs, Lance Moore or James Jones. He obviously is a PPR guy, so he needs two. He also wants to add, not looking to play it safe, he needs the home run potential, and he wanted to ask you, John, so he can blame you if it goes wrong. <laughs> hey, I can pick him uh, wrong with the best from these weekly lineups, so I give it a shot. Um, to me, if you're going to the home run potential, I go to the two wide receivers. I think those two guys have the highest upside, where Green Ellis and Howling pretty much the only way that you know they can get in the end zone. <laughs> Uh, higher risk, they're having the same upside that Moore and Jones both have. Yeah, so you, so just just to be clear, you did cut up there a little bit uh, on the yeah. connection. Which which two did you pick? Uh, the two receivers. I'd go with uh, Moore and Jones. I just Moore. think they've got the higher upside than the okay. running backs do. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Mike, what do you agree with that? Well, yeah, no, I don't. I, I would go with uh, Stephen <laughs> Hellings and uh, Jones. Uh, the reason I would stay off of Lance Moore is because it just seems like that every time Lance Moore has a big game, he always follows it up with follows it off with a uh, you know just a one pointer, two pointer, three pointer, something like that. So you know I, I got to look at some more stats and uh, check that out. But uh, I would I would kind of go with uh, Jones and uh, Stevens Howling and leave out Moore. New Orleans at Oakland with Darren Sproles possibly back. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, this is also the Turner and Quiz situation. I want to get your feedback, John. A lot of people are saying that they're looking at the snap counts, they're seeing how many plays he's involved, and they're looking at the lack of production for Michael Turner. They're saying this is the time i got to bench him. But it seems like as soon as you do that in the high-stakes world, Turner uh, at home, you know, he breaks a big play and shows us speed that we didn't think he had and – and then he ends up popping you a couple of touchdown games where he gets down to the one and they pop, and they run him in there a couple of times. Is, is Turner a guy you can bench at this point of the season? Um, to me, yeah, but it depends on what other running backs that you have uh, in your and Like I said, I'd probably rather even start Rodgers most of the time over Turner because Turner you're basically banking entirely on his touchdowns, and I, I, I prefer not to play that way because touchdowns can be a bit unpredictable even though you know Turner's going to get all – it's just that – you can very easily end up with 20 carries for 50 to 60 yards and, you know, not really get you much of anything if he doesn't get in the end zone. Okay, John, uh, I, made a, I made a kind of a big mistake, I think, uh, looking back from last night. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jonathan Stewart or Michael Turner? I think they're both basically the same back. I'd flip a coin and see which one comes up. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I think at the end of the day, John, I think people just look for a little bit of validation when they look at rankings. 
I think it's the same thing when they look at who do I start. You know, they, there's no right or wrong answer. And, and a lot of times, you know, if you look at rankings and you or you listen for advice or you ask a question, it turns out the wrong way, and it happens all the time. I asked it um, on Sunday. It's, it's game time right before lineups are due. I'm tweeting, uh, LaShore or Torrey Smith? LaShore or Torrey Smith? And, you know, this was uh, this was last week or the week prior, and, you know, it was um, – and, and somebody said uh, LaShore. So I put LaShore in. Yeah, it was last week. And then, bam, he gets nothing. Torrey Smith goes off, you know. And, and, and you might get a tweet back that says sorry or something like that at the end of the day. But, but you know, you, you – you do want to trust your own gut, and because that's what fantasy football is all about, your skills, putting them to the test. I think at the end of the day, people just look for validation. Oh, yeah, I look at the rankings. You know, I look at uh, lose rankings, and I'll check them out, and I'll just see, man, am I crazy for thinking I should start this guy? Well, no. He's only four or five spots off there, so I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. Right. And it comes down, I mean, it doesn't matter how good or bad you got to say on anything. I mean, hell, I've made plenty of wrong lineup decisions this week. Or this season or whatever. I mean, heck, this week I started uh, Donald Jones in the uh, the Commander League at FFWC last night, thinking, like I said before, it would be kind of a little bit more high-scoring game to be airing the ball out. And, well, he pretty much put up almost nothing. So, not a good call. <laughs> We're listening to John Rozek, uh, the number one player in the world. If you're enjoying the show and listening to John, make sure you're on Twitter and hashtag RVB. Let us know that you're out there. We always like to do a dynasty segment, John. Do you play any dynasty football? Very low limit team that uh, I'm not all that actually involved in, but I do very little bit of dynasty. We have a dynasty trade. We want to get you give your get your opinion on it. Uh, Mike will get yours as well. Sure. One team team A gives up Wes Welker and Rob Hausler. Team B gives up. Denarius Moore and Michael Crabtree. So Welker Hausler for Denarius Moore and Crabtree. Which side do you like? Uh, well, obviously part of it depends on what your rosters look like, but just from the players by themselves, I would take Moore and Crabtree. I just don't. I mean, Hausler is kind of starting to come on now and was good in the preseason, but I don't know what his long-term role is there. And Welker, I mean, he's, doesn't have that many years left, and particularly in a dynasty, you kind of want to trade high while you can. Well, I really like the upside of more developing, and Crabtree is kind of proven to be a solid, you know, at worst case, a flex type guy. Yeah, I like I like that side as well. Mike, do you uh, you, you agree? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, you could maybe uh, try to get a fourth rounder or something like that in return, but, uh, you know, I totally agree with that. Have to get a little extra. That, that that comes from Ryan Mc23, Ryan McDowell from the Hyper Leagues. In another league, he gives Vernon Davis for Josh Gordon and a future fourth round pick. John, a lot of people are giving up on Vernon Davis. Well, it's hard not to the way they've uh, changed the offense the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's basically been almost non-existent. And Gordon has looked good. Well, he looked good a little bit early in the season. It's kind of come down a little bit now, but. Again, he's a receiver that long-term I like. So, assuming that you've got other tight ends, you know, that at least serviceable to fill yourself in there, I I kind of like getting Gordon in the, in the pick. Yeah. I I, I, this honey bun, I'm telling you, uh, I've got a I've got an email. I've got an email to the Red Blue Radio inbox from a Ralph the Mouth, and he has a who do I start for John Rosek, Twinkie or Honey Bun? <laughs> Quinkie. I heard that earlier. I, I, I got to go with the honey bun. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, John. 
Come on, go Twinkie, man. I first started with Twinkie and Coors Light, man. That was great. Oh, oh my God. You just drop the Twinkie and save it to Coors Light. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are uh, 347-324-5404 is the number. You're hashtagging RVB on Twitter. And John Rozek is our guest tonight. We have just talked about the Atlanta game, uh, the Arizona-Atlanta game. Julio, will he or won't he? I don't think he'll play, and it's very disappointing. We're going to talk about it because it's a week 11 season in the FFPC. And, John, it's a short season. Uh, the FFWC is a 13-week regular season. It's a personal preference. Uh, is it? Uh, how does this play out for you? Do, does your strategy change at all in an 11-week season versus a 13-week, or how does that change the game for you? Um, well, it's got to change the strategy a little bit just because you don't get as much time to recover in the 11-week season, so it's a little bit harder to take someone that's you know, maybe going to miss the first three or four weeks of the season or in a 13-week season you've got enough time to, to make it up. But other than that, I – it really doesn't change a whole lot for me other than, you know, I'm looking to get as many points early as I can um, in that 11-week season where 13-week, maybe just looking for guys that maybe aren't quite as injured as often. You know, it's funny, John. It's it's really all about the points. Uh, you know, when I was breaking down uh, my my uh, main event team, my two main event teams, I, I was like, wow, you know, you just got to get those points. You got to get them and get them quick. And uh, I was looking at a matchup uh, this weekend uh, with Jordy Nelson talking about Green Bay wide receivers now. Uh, With Jordy Nelson being healthy, uh, and I have Randall Cobb and James Jones on the same team, uh, you know, should that affect my what I do? I mean, because, you know, let's face it, Jordy's going to take up a lot of stuff uh, from uh, uh, Jones and Cobb. Uh, yeah, he definitely will, but I actually think that Jordy actually helps out the rest of them, too. I think because he's always he's kind of shown that he is more of a true number one type receiver than Kyber Jones are right now. So, again, as you look at who else you have on your team, I've got a few teams where I've got both Cobb and Jones, and thinking most of them, I'm only starting one of them. I think I've gone with Cobb, and I just think he's a bit more consistent. Um, but if you don't, you know, that very deep at receiver, I could very easily still – He's starting um, both of them because that game could turn into a complete shootout. Okay. Well, uh, for for uh, just an example, uh, if you have a Denarius Moore on your bench and you're starting Cobb and Jones, would you replace uh, Cobb or Jones for a Denarius Moore? Um, yeah, I'd probably replace Jones with Moore just because I see his floor pretty much the same as where Jones is at and and that's the game where Oakland can get behind early and he can get a lot of garbage time points later. Yeah, very hard to start a number three wide receiver over a number one. And uh, not real sure about what's going on with Darius Hayward Bay. Uh, Denarius Moore looks like a, a really good matchup this week against New Orleans, so I think you've got to be happy with that. I do want to give um, uh, mention to Twitter ESPN Stats Info. Aaron Rodgers has completed 78.9% of his passes to Randall Cobb this season, best among any quarterback-wide receiver duo with at least 50 attempts. I think that's a pretty fascinating stat. That connection between Randall Cobb and Rodgers is very potent this year and the big reason why you're at the top of the leaderboard. So 
I think uh, that's a player that we're going to continue to watch and see how many teams he can lead the fantasy championships. Randall Cobb and Ray D. Wayne are two of those guys. Let's move on to the next game here, Tampa Bay at Carolina. I don't see a lot here. I'm just going to ask you the one question, John. Freeman or Cam Newton this week? Freeman's a hot hand. Cam Newton had it last year, hasn't had it this year. Who would you start in that, in that matchup? Actually, I guess I kind of like both of them, and I would probably lean towards Newton, but I wouldn't be overly strong about it. I think they're, they both could put up really good games. Mike, this is my quarterback start of the week. Not only with four bi-week quarterbacks out, but we've had a slew of quarterbacks go down last week. Um, I mean, look, there's a timetable for return for Ben Roethlisberger with his shoulder. It sounds like it's going to be very bad. Cutler was held out of practice with yet another concussion. And we're still not sure where Michael Vick is at with his concussion testing. It does appear that Alex Smith will go Monday night against the Bears, but who wants any part of that? So it's a tough week for quarterbacks. I want to steer the listeners to somebody I've said the bit several times this year, and that's the sophomore slump Cam Newton. It's a big game for him. They're at home. Um, he's thrown for eight times this year, and he's ran for another four. He had 18 this time last year, but he has a great matchup against the Bucks. They give up a ton through the air. They're dead last in the NFL in passing yards allowed per game, Mike. We saw Rivers toss 303 and Palmer 404. So I think he gets it back on track this week with a very solid outing. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, I think Cam Newton is a play here, uh, and and the reason why is because uh, Doug Martin is going to be a beast for Tampa Bay. He's going to be able to run the ball, and it's going to be a close game. This game is going to be very close. Uh, it's probably one of the most exciting games of the, of the weekend. But uh, I, I really. I really believe that uh, Cam Newton is a play fantasy-wise as far as fantasy points uh, at the quarterback position. We do want to have, have a correction. Shane P. Hallam uh, updates us that Darius Hayward Bay is out. Moore and Myers are studs this week. I did misquote that. So, DHB, Darius Hayward Bay is out. Streeter could be a flex play even Shane would like you to know. So, go ahead. Yeah, plus that uh, uh, Steve Smith, I mean, he only got, what, three or four targets last week? He won't get three or four targets this week. It'll be much more than that. So, uh, Tampa Bay, they're they're a very good team. They're very up and coming, and they're really getting things done. But, you know, this game is going to be very close. I'm not saying who's going to win. I'm just saying from a fantasy quarterback standpoint, I really believe that uh, Cam Newton's a play here. Something about hello is in the chat room. Welcome again to Red vs. Blue, my man. Cleveland at Dallas is the next game on the board. Look, everybody missed Trent Richardson last week, if you have him. He's back. Uh, DeMarco Murray is still out. Gaither.com reports that Felix Jones said he is healthy and feeling good for the first time all season. Go ready. So, uh, again, Felix Jones, a late pick for fantasy players if you drafted him at all. Now, all of a sudden, he's fantasy relevant. So, uh, this is a situation where uh, you have to take a look at the possibility of Felix Jones being a viable starter. What do you think he does this week against Cleveland, John? Uh, I think think he's going to be a solid guy, man. I don't think he's going to get to 100 yards, but I could easily see him, you know, putting up 80 yards and a touchdown with maybe a couple of catches, provided that he stays healthy. That's why the biggest thing he's been, you know, every time he seems to 
go in a game proclaiming himself, you know, fully health and everything, he ends up rolling an ankle or something like that, you know, early on in the game and ends up missing it. Uh, but as soon as he's healthy, I, I can see him putting up 15 to 20 points this week. And then we always have the tough win weekend. <laughs> we have the and challenging uh, a Dallas Cowboy team. You never know what you're going to get from a Des Bryant or a Miles Gotham. They're guys that you have to have in your lineup. If you have them, there's no way you can bench them, uh, along with Jason Witten. Uh, you know, it's an interesting year. You know, this past week we had three of the top four players in the league were tight ends, and that's with just one PPR. I mean, it, you know, one and a half, I mean, they're blowing the doors off. So uh, tight ends have ascended. They uh, they. They're just uh, dominant forces here. We had Gonzo, uh, Jimmy Graham, and Greg Olson all have dominant, big, huge weeks last week. So they, uh, the tight ends are continuing to show us that they deserve to be drafted. They deserve the cover page of the Fantasy Sports Magazines, and, um, you know, they, they're doing it. You, you need to be able to draft them. Green Bay at Detroit. Jordy is back. We did talk about him a little bit. James Starks, it sounds like, is going to start again. He did get 16 carries uh Two weeks ago before the bye, John, uh, James Starks in a pinch. He's been there. He's done. We, we've been there and done that with James Starks in the past, but he's a starting running back, and it, and it looks like they were not happy with how Alex Green was progressing and Starks is healthy, and so they're getting him in the game. Viable starter or not? Um, I think he's a viable starter, but, again, I think he's got limited upside. I think he is a better running back than uh, – than what the Green is. I mean, Green, I think, is a better all-around player, better receiver and everything, but he's, I don't know, he still seems like he's very tentative coming back from his injury from last year. And Starks looked pretty good. And he's another guy that's kind of been hurt all the time, but when he's healthy, he's you know proven guy that he can get, you know, those four to five yards of carry, and he's not going to catch many balls most likely, but I very easily see him, you know, running 15 to 20 carries and getting those 60, 80 yards. Well, uh, let me ask you this, John. Uh, you know, and you're, I, I really feel, hear what you're saying, but Mikel Asur, uh how good, uh, how big of an option would he be? Because we're talking about a game that the whole number is over 50 points. It's 52. So there's going to be a lot of points scored. So where is that going to come from? I, I think it's kind of about the same. I think most of the points. We have a question in the chat room here. The crew uh, off off of uh, something about football comes in the room. He says he's been on three different blog talk radio podcasts. He's gotten three different answers, so he's going for a fourth. He needs to start one, and he's in a really good situation in this league. Des Bryant, Danny Amendola, or Randall Cobb. John, you're a little uh, – I'm sure you're a little uh, biased here to Randall Cobb. Um. I probably would, although in a PPR, Mandola kind of came back so he healthy last week, and I mean he's he's the number one receiver there. So I mean, it, I could very easily see going with Mandola just because he's likely to get more targets than what Cobb is. Um, but I do like Cobb this week, and uh, and I, that's one of the same thing on there where Bryant, to me, he's just so inconsistent. I mean, yeah, he's got a very high uh, ceiling, but I think he's also got a very low floor. Where I think Cobb and Amendola probably have higher floors than what Bryant would this week. We're going to have the rewind of the week. Rewind last week we asked, and this is sponsored by OCFiat.com, Orange County Fiat, the guys that are providing 
the Seahawks 500 uh, this year for the points leader at the FFWC, 13 weeks. John Rozek is currently the leader. He has a couple of weeks to go, and he's trying to hang on. So he could be scooting around in that Fiat 500 in the Windy City of Chicago. So the rewind, John, is who – I'm sorry, not who. What is more important to you, the championship of fantasy football or the cash? I mean, look, 200000 if you have a co-manager, it's down to 100 You have after taxes, Uncle Sam, it's probably, you know, another 65 or 70 So what is it to you? Is it the cash that, that comes and goes or the, or the world championship that's here forever? That's a tough one on there. And, I mean, I laser may sound, and I know it's probably different than what I, I've heard a couple of guys last week, but I've, I'd probably rather have the cash. I think I've uh, told to other people. Hey, I've got a, I've got a cute, I've got something queued up here. Did we lose John? Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can hear you now. Okay, gotcha. I'll just say yeah. I, I would go for the cash. On there, I think it's one of those you know, kind of even. Like I mentioned, I was talking to you know, a couple of the guys who like won overall titles, and I'm like, well, I'll gladly give up my number one ranking. Just give me, uh, you know, the cash and the overall title. Yeah, I guess when you're already in the Toyota Hall of Fame, you know, it kind of uh, you, you've been there, done that. Show me the money! <laughs> John, both well, the one thing about it, though, is, uh, you know, show me the cash, show me the cash, show me the money, because I'm going to be back there again, and I'm going to do it again. So I'm going to get the trophy the next time or whatever. Cocktails and Dreams wants to point out, John, luckily you don't have to decide. You get both. So <laughs> Very true. And he can do the true. If he can, uh, if he can be the points leader at week 13. Got a couple of teams on your tail. Going to have to hold off and have another big week. I, I think the big weeks are finally coming here uh, for the fantasy players. Jacksonville at Houston is the next game on the board. Cecil Shorts, what a player. I, I'm really excited about this kid in Dynasty Leagues. I've been trying to acquire him uh, just about everywhere I can that I didn't have him already. Now, even though he has a tough matchup this week, I'm going to stay with the, stay with the Jaguars. And it's a kid I'm really getting to like. It's, it's Cecil Shorts. He's a clear-cut number one wide receiver in Jacksonville to me. Now, he doesn't have the pedigree that a black man has, but he has the work ethic, and he has – um, the skill set to play this game. He's one of the hottest waiver wire pickups in short roster leagues. He's been on fire the last four weeks with 356 yards receiving. Guys, that's fourth best in the league, yet he's still not seeing starting lineups in fantasy leagues. I'm looking all around and continue to see him on the bench. The knocks on him this week are obvious. It's Gabbert against the tough Texan defense. But he's getting the most snaps of any offensive skill player, and he seems to find a way to get open and rack up the yardage. I think Shorts deserves your starting lineup. John Rozek, what say you? Um, I would agree with you. Um, and, again, I think the reason probably why he's not starting a line of lineups um, is because he was a free agent pickup this year, so he's, you know, some a team's fifth or sixth receiver, so it's kind of hard to throw them in over guys that are, you know, starting ahead of time. But he's shown the last, like you said, the last four weeks, he's averaging, I've done the exact number, probably 15, 16 points a week. In this game here, I, I don't see them being able to run the ball at all against Houston. They're going to be down. So even though, you know, Houston's defense is that good, I could very easily see Shorts getting a lot of those short passes later on, you know, maybe even taking one of the house. But either way, I see him getting a lot of targets just because Jacksonville's not going to be able to run the ball on them. Six for 80 and a touchdown yeah. is my projection, Mike. Uh, high or low, six for 80 and a touchdown. I think, he can, I think he can even score against this team. That's just the kind of guy he is. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna disagree with both of you. 
<laughs> I'm gonna put a Twinkie up. <laughs> no, there, there, there's no way. Uh, in my opinion, there's no way that uh, fantasy points shorts he'll less than ten points. He will not score touchdown. Uh, Jacksonville will not see the end zone against Houston at Houston. Uh, so I I see less than ten points from from the guy this week. I think he's a great player, but not this week. I don't. I don't blame you. Uh, Cincinnati at KC is the. Uh, oh, let's go back to Owen Daniels. He's expected back. He practiced in full all week, but he's still got the label of a game time decision. So, I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe we can come up with a player to reference, John. But uh, you know, I, I hate to just ask. You know, would you start him? It just. It always depends on who is your for your other options. But if I'm if I'm looking at a uh, at a tight end that's around that area, let's say Owen Daniels or Keith Miller with the quarterback situation there, what would you do? Uh, Keith Miller. I think the situation with Daniels is basically you've got any other serviceable tight end, I would probably almost start them over Daniels. I think he's just too much of a risk this week, and you know, they could easily just decide to run the ball all game and not even, you know, Shaw may have 15 pass attempts for the game. So I think it's, you know, plus I think Keith Miller actually is a fairly high Right, tight end, but I think it's just just about any serviceable tight end I would put in over Daniels, this, at least for this week. Does the uh, does the fact that they injured quarterback, uh, I think, to me, it makes the tight end more valuable than anything else. And uh, in the situation for Pittsburgh, it, it would seem like to me that that makes Heath Middle more valuable. Scott, uh, you know, John, uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, I would agree. I mean, and Miller has actually been a big part of the offense uh, all season long. Um, Batch hasn't started since, what, 09 <laughs> on there, so I don't see him going down the field as much as what Ben might have done. So, yeah, I, I agree pretty easy to see that happening. James Crudep is in the chat room. We're talking to the number one ranked player James. in all this. John Rozek, as honored by Toyota Hall of Fame legend. And you guys are having your voting. Uh, the Toyota's going to do the voting again. The nominees are, are uh, again this year, and they've got uh, quite a few funny ones up there. If you want to go to their website and check that out, just Google Toyota Hall of Fame, and you can watch the videos for this year's nominees on their Hall of Fame. Cincinnati at KC. Uh, John, we've all been playing this Kansas City rodeo and trying to, you know, bid up that defense that plays them each week, week in and week out. And, I, you know, we all kind of – anybody that had Pittsburgh last week was expecting a better game. Does Cincinnati get this thing back on track and put up, rack up some defensive points against KC? Um, yeah, I think there's a good chance of it. I mean, Cincinnati doesn't necessarily have a great defense, but Kansas City's offense is that bad that just about anybody can have a good week against them. I don't really see many other things about it. If Cincinnati's defense isn't very good, then uh, the Giants' offense is really terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, Eli is struggling right now. (laughs) He is. And you know what? That's a good segue, too, because I got Eli in a couple of uh, big leagues, and I'm so glad that the Giants are on the bye this week because I felt so compelled each week to – feel like I had to start Eli when I had Carson Palmer on my bench. And I, mm. I, I wasted away so many points in the last three weeks. So this week I get to start Carson, Carson Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, you know what? That is a lot of points on the bench. Think of, think of where you could be, but that you are where you are. 
and everybody else is where they are because of the same, you know, decisions that they have to make. So you can't beat yourself up over that. You do have to put Palmer in, and he's got a great matchup. You've got to be happy with that. So the quarterbacks on by this week, it is uh, Eli Ponder, Russell Wilson, and Locker, who's really caught on fire. Uh, you look at the running backs on by, Bradshaw, and Peterson, and Lynch, and C.J. 2K, that's just a slew of running backs out this week. The wide receivers on by, it's Nixon Cruz, it's Harvin, it's Sidney Rice and Golden Tate, Kenny Britt, Nate Washington, Ken, uh, Kendall, uh, what's his name? Right. Right. Kendall, yeah. And, <laughs> and then the tight ends on by, uh, Bennett, Rudolph, uh, oh. Miller, Zach Miller, and Jared Cook. Yeah, they're all on by. It is a lot of players on by this week that, uh, that are hurting people's chances. In a very important week, uh, week 11, it's a short season. You know, I – it, I'm, I'm, I, I say it again, week 11, you know, in the FFPC, I've got two FPC teams still going. i got the main event that's dead in the water already after, a, you know, I placed 10th in it last year, and it's just not my year for running backs, I guess. And, uh, you know, this week 11 season, 66% of the players, it's over after this Sunday. It's over. 66, you just knocked two-thirds of them out after, after 11 weeks, so... It, it, I just want the season to keep going. I want the season to keep going on, and that's why I'm really a fan uh, now, not only because I'm, I'm with the company, but I, I, I'm really now a fan of this concept of the 13-week regular season just because now I'm, I'm in the main event and I'm, and I'm out. I'm on the outside looking in now, on, and it's, you know, it's week 11. It's, uh, week 12 is, is already here. So, it's already over. So let me ask you a question, Scott. After uh... – after week thirteen, how the play? What is the playoff structure after week thirteen? Uh, it's a shootout. Yeah, it's a shootout. It gives you your average points. Uh, you carry your average points in, and so John will be in a good position since he has the uh, the lead, the points lead. He'll he'll have an average points uh, for his weeks one to thirteen start. We don't do anything funky like uh, you know. Remember the back in the days, John, of the W cough, and they used to do the weeks one and eleven average. Then you had weeks twelve and thirteen average, and and then you moved on to 14, 14 through 16. What a mess that was. Do you, you remember when Alex uh, had that issue where he was like one of the points leaders through weeks 1 through 11, and then 12 and 13 he laid an egg, and he was out of the competition when he wow. started week 15, but he had a dominant weeks 1 through 11. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that on there. And I remember there was a couple of seasons where, you know, a couple of teams threw up, you know, like 190 points in those weeks 12 and 13, and, you know, suddenly went into – the shootout with any point advantage of either team is making it almost impossible for anybody to catch them. Yeah. Uh, next game on the board, Jets at St. Louis. I'm looking for anything to talk about uh, here. Guys talking about the Jets. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Steven Jackson. Right, looks, go, 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 go. Jackson looks fancy oh. relevant now. And uh, you know what? That was against a very tough Niners defense. They played to his eye, John. And Steven Jackson, he's looking like his old 2008 self here. What what do you think uh, of Steven Jackson this week? Uh, I think he's a solid running back, too, this week. I, if you drafted him, you probably don't really have uh, many other guys that are going to be better than him anyway, so you have to roll with him. But I don't think he's got much downside, and he could put up a touchdown. Mike, would you start Steven Jackson if you're in a, if, if you're in a, a, a league that you had drafted him in? Would you would you feel more comfortable about him, or would you uh, would you rely on a, a Felix Jones? Uh, I would go with Felix Jones, mm. but 
I don't know, man. It's a Jets. They're playing a Jets. Let's move on to the next game, please. Well, I, I try. I try to throw the stomach talking about their team. I tried to throw you a bone, but you know you, you don't want to talk about your Cowboys, you know. Uh, so. I don't know why that happens. I don't know. I don't know what what causes that. Philadelphia at Washington is the next game on the card, and it's Nick Foles throwing to Brent Selleck, Jeremy Macklin, and Deshaun Jackson. I'm trying to make up my mind if this is a good thing for Brent Selleck because he was dropping all these balls at the red zone and the in the end zone anyway, John. And so I, I don't know if a different quarterback changes that. So what do you think about this Nick Foles situation? Is it good for the cast of wide receivers that have been experiencing these ups and downs with Michael Vick? And is it good for the Eagles? Um, overall, I think it's going to be good for the Eagles. Actually, like Foles, I mean, he's going to have some – you know, a rookie learning curve and stuff like that. But I think he's looked good in the offense when he had a chance to play last week. And you know Reed's going to throw the ball or Eagles are going to throw the ball a ton no matter what. So I actually kind of like him. And I picked him up in a in a few leagues uh, when Vic went out. And I think he's going to be a solid high-end number two quarterback or maybe even a matchup starter going forward. Agree, agree. Uh, the reason is – one week of practice makes all the difference in the world. When you're a uh, when you're one week, uh, when you're uh, on the first team practicing with the first team, that means everything in the world. Uh, I, th- this could be a surprising thing uh, in Washington because I think Philly may pull pull an upset. The other side yeah, of the ball, Pierre Garçon. Uh, Pierre Garçon is back, guys, and he's missed six of the Redskins' nine games with a torn capsule in his toe on his right foot. So he hasn't been 100%. Shanahan says he came in and he still did some things in those games that he played that did help just have him out there. They want to get him up to 100% now that he's there. Uh, or not, They're not sure that he'll ever get there, and he, he used the word ever, but they'd definitely rather have him out there than not have him at all. So Pierre Garcon is a guy that, you know, maybe you're sitting on um, maybe you're sitting on some guys like uh, Torrey Smith and you've got him in there and then, you know, they throw in a, a Pierre, Tom, uh, Pierre Garcon, you look down at your lineup and he's starting now. Would you give him a chance over somebody like one of these off-ball characters like uh, Denario Alexander or would you say, you know what? You need to give uh, Pierre Garçon a chance now that he's healthy because we've seen what he can do when he's healthy. Uh, well, for me, I would probably err on the side of not starting Pierre. I don't want you know I want to see him go back and actually see him being healthy and getting targeted and getting some points and everything uh, for a week. I would start Alexander over him uh, for sure on there. Torrey Smith, when you mentioned on there, again I think it's just I mean, yeah, Garçon could blow up or you could get things up again in the first place. So it's one of those rights, you know, show me that you're healthy and, you know, let me see what you can do. Donald Brown returned to practice, and it, it's pretty sad when we're talking about Donald Brown here, uh, although Brian Murphy did report that on Twitter just a minute ago that he did return and back to practice. So if you were counting on Vic Ballard, it might be back to the dreaded timeshare, so please be careful with your decisions, but in my opinion, this is the game of the week. 
Andrew Luck at the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Luck versus Brady. I'm going to ask you both for a winner. Mike, I'm going to start with you. This is Chuck Strong here. You want to tweet uh, Chuck Strong, hashtag Chuck Strong for the Colts. Indianapolis at New England, Mike. Who's your winner? Oh, New England, no doubt. Uh, New England wins this game probably uh, by at least 20. Really? Yeah, yeah. The line is only nine, but uh, New England, their defense is going to step up, and they've got too many weapons. And Indianapolis, they've been used to a little bit bit of softer competition here in the last three, four weeks. New England wins this game by at least 20. I love how I love how Mike said the line is only nine. Okay, this is the NFL. Uh, we're not for long here, and Tom Brady has not been for long in this year because Andrew Luck has four less 20. fantasy points than Tom Brady. So, 20. John, I'm going to ask you uh, the question. I asked Mike the Indianapolis at New England question. I'm going to ask you Luck versus Brady. You have them both on your team. Who do you start? Well, I think it's difficult not to uh, start Brady on there, although basically I, I somewhat agree with Mike. I think New England's going to win the game. I think it'll be a double-digit win, but I don't see it being at least 20. I see the Colts coming back, you know, scoring a couple of touchdowns in garbage time to, you know, maybe make it within 12 to 13. Um, so, you know what, if, if, let's put it this way. I think Luck has higher upside on there, and they're likely to put up similar numbers. I probably would have a hard time starting Luck over Brady, though, if I had both on my team, just because of where you drafted Brady and Brady's been doing it for longer. Yeah, I don't care where you drafted him. He is not the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing, and Andrew Luck is one of the hotter quarterbacks in the NFL. He runs the ball. He passes it. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks we've seen, and I like this offense. I like T.Y. Hilton over here. I like Donnie Avery. I like Dwayne Allen, and you still have the unconquerable Reggie Wayne, I like this team. I think they are Where the are you right. From again? They drafted with a certain set in mind, and they drafted to give luck speedy demons, speed weapons, and then to have the old reliable Reggie Wayne getting his ten catches. You you drafted Reggie Wayne. Was this a, a matter of circumstance, or was this a target guy for you, John? Because I know you know if, if you win this thing, you're going to be asked that question over and over in the offseason. The questions about Reggie Wayne and why you drafted. Um, I actually did like Wayne. I've got him on a couple of teams. I didn't get him on probably as many teams as I would have liked, mainly because, you know, he was one of the receivers I was targeting in the, you know, that sixth or seventh round. Um, I certainly had him over guys like Lloyd and a couple of other people that were getting drafted ahead of him. Um, but it's not, he wasn't a must have guy, but he was a target. 20. 20 points. Uh, I take luck. I do think the Patriots will win the game, but I think it's going to be one of those emotional games uh, where Indianapolis falls short, but they actually show the hey, world of the when, league. When's the last time, when's the last time you heard the hoodie? You just cut me off in the middle of my roll. You just cut me off. I'm Are you sorry, but you cut me off last I, I, week, so we're fair. Uh, when's the last time you, you heard the hoodie get emotional about the other team? It won't happen. 20. Man, yeah. So I'm so glad I have the power of this button right here. See, when I hit that button, you can't hear anything that comes out of his microphone anymore. It, it, it's kind of funny that way, you know. And I can hit this buzzer meter over here. Uh, 
That's what you get, bud. We're live with John Rosek for a few more minutes. We are into overtime here at Red vs. Blue, so we're getting ready to wrap it up for all the fans. We've got a few more uh, games to go over. Real quick, New Orleans at Oakland. Sproles is back. Darius Hayward Bay is out. Uh, if Sproles is back, uh, John, you have to get him back in the lineup, right? Uh, I agree. I think this is one of the games where you start just about anybody that's in the skill position there for both teams. We have Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Mendenhall is back. Roethlisberger is out. This is a question that it, how is it going to affect with Byron Lepwich in there? Obviously, Mike Wallace uh, is going to be a question mark for fantasy production. Heath Miller, is his value unchanged because Lepwich is in there because they're going to rely on Heath? You know, I saw last week they were throwing to Heath, and then they really just, like, clamped down on him, and they decided to take him away, and he didn't get anything the rest of the game. Do you think this is kind of a, a situation where it's not going to move much for Heath Miller? The needle's going to stay about the same because he's one of those guys that you just got to get it to over the middle? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's unchanged. I think he's still going to be uh, targeted on there. I mean, teams may focus on him a bit more because I'm not sure if Bash is going to be as good at getting it down the field to Wallace and whoever's going to end up playing on the other side. Uh, but I still think he's going to see plenty of targets, so I really don't see his value changing at all. I agree. I, I I totally agree with that because uh, you know they're just come, they're going to be kind of uh, hesitant to throw it downfield uh, like they want to uh, if Ben was back there. But they're still going to be able to run the ball. But uh, I see uh, some short passes just to kind of get get the team in the comfort zones uh, uh, with Baltimore because Baltimore's defense. Let's face it, it, it it's good, but it's not as good as it used to be. So they're there's going to be opportunities for Heath Miller this week. Finally, Chicago at San Fran. Cuddy is out. Campbell is in. Marshall owners have to be just worried sick because they've been counting on this guy, John. We got him in the second round, or some people even got him in the third round, and, and he's been performing like a number one rated fantasy receiver. Now all of a sudden Cuddy is out. That's our meal ticket. Uh, you got to be able to relate to this uh, situation. What's your what's your uh, diagnosis here for Brandon Marshall owners? I think he could struggle a little bit with Campbell on uh, there. He's he's very much a check down type quarterback. If he's you know he's not wide open down there, I don't see him forcing the ball as much to Marshall as what Cutler has done. But that being said, there's no way you can bench Marshall for just about anybody else that's out there. So you just kind of have to roll with it and hope for the best. I think it depends on the weather. Uh, this is the time of year where uh, the game's being played in San Francisco. This is the time of year where uh, storms come through there. And uh, so it would not surprise me at all to see Matt Forte and Frank Gore each have huge games. It's possible, dude. It's possible. Gore is one of those guys you never know when it's going to come. And I think I, I think at the end of the day, they've got to keep they've got to keep Gore healthy if they're going to – you know, they've got a tie. He looks he looks good, but he's not a 20-carry back anymore. He just never really gets there. Uh, so I think they're going to get – He's sneaky. He's sneaky this time of year. They're ready. He's cutting me off, dude. I'm going to come through this phone. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, if, if I was going to bench anybody this week, I'd I start with at Mile High Stadium where Phillip Rivers comes to town. You know the last time he saw Denver was week six. Remember that game, John, where Rivers had the epic meltdown at home and threw for four picks? Uh, uh, yeah, I think I remember that game. <laughs> he's been better. Uh, Jason Floyd, now Alexander, I think they're all viable options for fantasy. But against the Broncos, I just don't see it. This team is good, a lot better than I think any of us gave them credit for. They're allowing 218 yards through the air and a league-best 31 sacks. Cam Newton took seven sacks last week. The week prior, Dalton took five. We just don't see Rivers at his best when he faces this kind of pressure. So, John, I'd look elsewhere this week. Maybe Romo or even Shaw would be better than Rivers this week. What do you think? Um, I'd probably – I could see the ones Romo, but I don't see Shaw. I just don't think uh, – I, mean, I don't think you have to throw the ball hardly at all, so unless they bust a long play on there, I could very easily see them being one of the games where he throws for 140 yards and, you know, no touchdowns or anything. I think they can just run the ball all day against Jacksonville. So I would – I would roll the dice with Rivers on there because even if he throws four or five picks, you know they're going to keep on throwing it all game, so he could still rack up some, uh, you know, those garbage time yards. All right. Well, this has been a fantastic night for us here at Red vs. Blue. John Rozek was our guest, and uh, we're wishing you all the best, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm having a blast just uh, being involved in all, all the things behind the scenes that we're working on trying to really build this contest. It's a whole lot of fun, i got to tell you. And the, the the conversations that we're involved in every day are just so exciting for uh, everything that uh, that surrounds this thing. It's just it's just a lot of fun. It's right in my wheelhouse. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm glad to be uh, a part of this. I'm just I'm just glad to see that one of these guys that we know, Mike, is going to win this two hundred thousand dollars. And John, it might as well be you, man. So good luck to you. <laughs> and uh, you've got a good couple luck, of weeks far. And uh, you know, if we can get some pictures when you get that baby, I'd like to I'd like to see him. All right, thanks. Like I said, long way to go. <laughs> All right. That's right. Always, man. Always, John Ozek here on Red vs. Blue Radio. Mike, did you learn anything while he was on here? Absolutely, man. Dude's good, man. I had a, I had a good time, a good time drafting with him uh, in the Kentucky League, and uh, we're in the same league. And uh, he's just a lot of fun, kind of laid back. But uh, John's uh, he's a great man when it comes to fantasy football, no doubt about it. He sure is, and he's got, a, like I said, is a better chance than anybody right now to take this whole thing down. That's what you got to look at. So, Mike, it's all over, uh, Red versus Blue. We'll see you next week on Friday night. Uh, it's been um, it's been a great show. The FFWC is uh, heating up here. We've got a 13-week regular season, so we have three more weeks. The FFPC, I, I, I will mention them. I'm still playing in those events this year. I don't think I'll be back next year. I don't think I'm welcome back next year. So, uh, that's the way it's got to be in this high-stakes, crazy, drama-filled world. Uh, until next time. Well, we let's, will... let's, let's, let, let's not make it too much drama, Scott. Let's just uh, let's see what happens and uh, just continue on with the show. And, uh, you know, you, you do a great job, and uh, let's just keep moving forward. Yeah, it's kind of like – it feels kind of like NWO, WCW back in those days, you know, where you had this all this drama going on and then – then wrestling broke out big. Well, one day maybe fantasy is going to break out big, and there's going to be all these stories behind the scenes about these companies, and uh, you never know what's going to happen. But, hey, we're having a lot of fun. We're going to do our thing. We're going to give away $200,000 to somebody and a Fiat 500 in just two more weeks. So looking forward well, to that, Mike. 
Scott, the one Good thing luck. about it is we love talking about people that are uh, that are having fun in the industry. You're having fun. I'm having fun. And hopefully everybody that, that's listening to us, they're having a lot of fun with this game because this is a great hobby. It's a great game. So let's yeah. just all enjoy it. Well, good luck. I need a win in Kentucky. I know you do, too. And then uh, I've also got a league alive in the FTC Football Guy Players Championship. So we need to need to send it home. So good luck to all the Rotobowl owners who are their last day of waivers tomorrow. Last day of waivers for Rotobowl is tomorrow. So be ready for that. And uh, good luck to all the players in all the high stakes leagues. Until next time, we'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 